into the arms of Davis. And the superior team all season long was the superior team tonight. And the Kentucky coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny. Straight ahead. Ten. Five. Touchdown. And a rushing record for Benny Snell Jr. of Kentucky. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Welcome in to the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. I am your host, AJ Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. Wednesday night, we saw the Vanderbilt Commodores come into Lexington and beat the Kentucky Wildcats by a final score of 68-66, to which snapped the Cats' four-game win streak. Biggest storyline coming out of the first half was the injury to the Commodores' leading scorer and seven-footer Liam Robbins. Storyline coming out of the second half was Cason Wallace leaving with an ankle injury. And the storyline for the game was an inability to find a way to win. With no true point guard on the court, Vanderbilt was able to pressure UK as they went with a five-guard lineup most of the second half. Definitely not the way anybody saw senior night going and really was quite the letdown in front of a riled up crowd. Sam, I've been interested to get your thoughts about Wednesday night. The floor is yours, my friend. Um, yeah, man. Well, thanks for bringing us in there. It was a, an electric crowd from you know what I could see from afar. Uh, you know, had family in attendance that relayed the message that it, it was a awesome atmosphere for senior night. Rightfully so, because, you know, six people walk for senior night, AJ, and they deserve that, uh, you know, one last incredible Big Blue Nation home crowd. Unfortunately, it does not yield a W for us. And AJ, that is actually three of our last home senior nights losses. So it, it is becoming a unfortunate trend that if you're in attendance, you may be on the, the losing outcome of these battles as of late, AJ. But yeah, I mean, you already you already said the script. I mean, it was injuries. It was one of those rock fights where you're just going to have to find a way to win for both teams. Uh, obviously, I think, although Liam Robbins is a critical piece to what Vanderbilt is trying to do as of late, he's also not ball-dominant, AJ. So, you know, what the Kentucky Wildcats had to rummage together was – truly difficult to be able to try to find a win regardless of you know being at home you know you're you're throwing in a do with just too much critical minutes and you know i i love the kid to death but he's definitely not um you know he's not there yet so unfortunately you know some costly turnovers down the stretch of the game aj and it still accumulated to an opportunity for the Kentucky Wildcats to find a way to win, if not push it to overtime, and we just don't get the stop necessary. And I think that's honestly the story of the game for me, AJ. It's just when it boils down to it, how can we get stops, especially as we enter into the month of March? That's going to be a critical piece, you know, because there's going to be nights like this where you shoot poorly. And boy, did we ever shoot poorly, AJ. I mean, even if you shoot 20% 
from the three-point line, AJ, you walk away with a W, and we couldn't even do that. So it, it really was a extremely poor performance after we shot the lights out of the gym just a few days before within Rupp Arena, AJ. Um, you know, but th- there's just no bigger storyline than the health of Case and Wallace because I think we saw on full display that if we do not have Case and Wallace and with the recent development and Severe Wheeler having a small procedure that will likely keep him sidelined for weeks to come, we have to have Case and Wallace healthy, AJ. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that news develops. You know, the initial reaction from John Calipari after the game was that they got the x-rays back, clean bill of health basically, but however, you, you obviously saw it. He did go down on his ankle, so it's a rolled ankle. Hopefully, it sounds like it's not a high ankle sprain. Those are terrible, AJ. I mean, that could sideline you up to six weeks. So, hopefully, he is healthy, but we will get into it. It's going to be interesting to see what we have to put forth as we enter into this last regular season game against the Arkansas Razorbacks, AJ, because more than likely, if I had to put my chips in, my bet would be on the fact that Kaysen Wallace does not play, and if he does play, AJ, it's going to have to be in a limited role because we just cannot afford to lose him down the stretch of this year, AJ. But here's the thing. I mean, when when this loss happened, it was gut-wrenching because it's senior night, and this is a team that I, I understand is trending in the right direction, AJ, but it's absolutely an opportunity for the Kentucky Wildcats to keep that winning streak going like you've been talking about. We had an opportunity, AJ, to win six straight, which is something that you and I have really kept our eyes on throughout the entirety of the season. Unfortunately, the Kentucky Wildcats do not have an opportunity to let that come to fruition unless now we enter into the back half of March, AJ. So hopefully it's something we're still able to do, but when we look back at some of the teams that John Calipari has had, it, it was ironic, AJ, that I looked back to see when is a team that finished the year on a six-game winning streak? What years were those? Ironically, AJ, the 2012 team did it, the 2015 team did it, and the 2017 team did it. So all teams that were able to find at least an Elite Eight appearance. So, um, you know, that that's why... AJ and I have been bringing this up because it's critical throughout the season to be able to find that confidence that, hey, we we can put together a six-game win streak because we all know what that yields you, and that's that's you cutting down the nets at the end of March. So, um, look, I'm I'm not going to beat up the Cats. I'm not going to say that this is a, a devastating loss. I think we all know what we were able to do with Case and Wallace going out. I wish we could have shot the ball a little better. It, it is a little concerning, but let's be honest, AJ, we were taking what they were giving us, and that was a lot of mid-range and, and jump shots, and we just weren't able to knock them down. And, you know, a couple nights before, we were. So, unfortunately, that's just how you kind of have to handle the night. But when I first looked at this loss, AJ, don't get me wrong, I, I've got to bring it up. It's going to now be a glaring loss to where we are at the mercy of the NCAA selection committee. It's unfortunate because now you look at this and, you know, we're four and three in quad three games, AJ. We still have that glaring quad four loss to South Carolina. So I think with the recent play, it's solid enough to at least have the majority of that considered. 
for the Kentucky Wildcats' benefit and favor. However, with a loss like this on the back half of the year, AJ, it's now going to be, okay, we have to also consider this loss and where we put Kentucky. We've definitely been trending in the right direction, but this could be one of those scenarios we just took a step back, unfortunately. But we still have an awesome opportunity on the road, AJ. It's going to be a rock fight because we're going to most likely be well undermanned with it sounds like CJ as well, AJ, is battling with that rib injury. He was in some discomfort in that Vanderbilt game, but had to play through it because we were already uh, very undermanned, AJ. Obviously, Severe will be out. Kaysen is questionable. We'll have to see. But regardless of that, AJ, there is still plenty of opportunity ahead of us. It's one of those games where I'm kind of just saying, you know, we're fine. And I know John Calipari said the exact same thing, but we are truly fine, AJ. This is a game you can kind of just chalk up to, hey, look, unfortunately, we just have to get healthy at this point, and we got to forget about that loss because it no longer impacts us. All you can control is what the path is in front of you. I think the guys feel confident in that. Um, I, I don't think they're going to let it dwell. I think if we want to bring one shining moment out of this, it's Oscar Sheboy, AJ, for the last time, most likely, in front of Big Blue Nation uh, in Rupp Arena, puts up a monstrous 20-20 and 20 game, AJ. And you really just love to see it because there's no one that des- deserves it more than the Big O. And it was quite astonishing to watch. It was almost like you knew he was going to have to do something like that in his last appearance in Rupp Arena, AJ. And, you know... If that's the note that he goes out on, despite the loss, he's got to hang his head high. But we are still able to write the story that's in front of us. I I know that's what the team has been saying, but I'm not too concerned, AJ, with this completely blowing out the opportunity, at least for the regular season, to find that six-game win streak. Where do you find yourself right now, AJ, as we enter in to our last game of the regular season and then the SEC tournament? Yeah, so I think everybody's initial reaction is to be angry, is to be mad, and I think, you know, that was even my initial reaction right after the game. Um, but Sam, this team's built up, at least in my eyes, they've built up enough, enough good faith uh, in myself and I would hope the rest of the fan base to understand that sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way and guys get hurt and you have to try to overcome things and it doesn't always work out the way you want it to. I mean, everyone wants the storybook ending where Kentucky runs Vanderbilt off the court on senior night and they get the walk-ons in and, and all that. And well, you know what? Kind of did that against Auburn. So you know what I mean? At least the fans had that experience. Um, I know it wasn't senior night. And sometimes that kind of happens with the senior night. It's very emotional. There's a lot going on. And I will say this, Sam, it's it's not every year Kentucky has six people walk on senior night. And so you have John Calipari's wife out there walking for severe. He's not there because of his uh, medical procedure. And so just kind of a weird night overall with a lot of emotions and um, it can be hard to come out and and regain that energy. Once the game starts, I think that's why you saw at the beginning of the game. It's not like Kentucky wasn't getting the looks they wanted. They just couldn't buy a bucket. I mean, they were about as broke as you can possibly get. 
coming off the performance um, in their last outing. So, and, and you know, that's basketball. It happens. It's, you know, you're going to miss some here and there. Unfortunately, kind of was a big cluster of misses all there in the first half. Um, but at the end of the day, at the end of the first half, you, you're in a position to take control of this game in the second half <clears throat> on your own home court, despite um, some of the lackluster play. Um, and when I say, you know, in my intro that ultimately they didn't find a way to win the game, and that that's true. There's no excuse for, for not being able to find a way to win when Kaysen Wallace goes out of the game, but... I think that just shows you the impact of the point guard position at any level of basketball. Sam, a guy who has complete control of the offense and brings it up the court and initiates the offense every time, it's not always about them scoring the basketball or getting the assist. It's about getting the offense going so that you can ultimately get the right shot on that possession. And so we didn't have somebody who could do that. They really pressured Adu Thiero, C.J. Frederick, um, Jacob Toppin, Chris Livingston, every time one of those guys caught the ball um, above half court, there was a, a Vanderbilt guard right in his face with the ball pressure trying to for- – they wanted us – trying to force us to have to dribble to get our passes in to be able to initiate the offense, and it really caused us a lot of trouble. We really fought hard, though, Sam. I have to give the Kentucky Wildcats that. Regardless of the win or the loss, when, which in this case they lose, they battled down the stretch. They didn't give up once Kaysen went out. They continued to fight, and, and it was led by our leader, Oscar Shibway. He said that's the refuse-to-lose attitude that, that they've been talking about for the last month or so. Regardless of whether you win or lose the game, that was what – Oscar Shiway embodied on Wednesday night with the way that he played in the second half, just trying to do anything and everything to will his team to victory. And ultimately they just don't make enough plays. They come up about a play short. And the only thing that I wish they would have done differently in the second half, Sam was with the way that Vanderbilt was playing with their, with their guards and having four or five of them on the court at the same time, we, could not find a way to get the ball to Oscar Shibway in the low post. Majority of his damage was done all by his effort and hustle, just getting offensive rebounds and scoring himself. Like, I really wished we could have gone to him more down on the low block in the second half because they had absolutely zero answer for it. And I don't have a problem with Antonio Reeves taking that shot that he missed on that last possession, but the fact that Oscar Shibway doesn't touch the ball on that possession is mind-blowing to me. I, I it's, totally it's agree. Absolutely, I, I do have an issue with Whether that. he takes the shot or not, it doesn't matter. If he touches the ball, all the attention goes to him and good things happen. He has to touch the ball on that possession. Totally agree. Outside of that, Sam, you got, like I said, you got to give him credit for, for the way they fought in this game and they didn't give up and, and you know, sometimes you just don't make the plays. And I think what's going to be extremely important going forward is you can't let this get to you and stick in your craw and let you start to mm-hmm. doubt yourself or anything like that. Listen, it's a bump in a road. A couple, a month ago, Sam, we were chatting about the fact that Kentucky was on the outside looking in of the NCAA tournament. Well, guess what? They did enough within the past three to four weeks to where regardless of whether 
they won or lost this game, it wasn't going to impact them missing or making the tournament anymore. So yes, you are completely right, Sam. Now it it just gets tougher in March because you know the committee is going to put Kentucky at a lower seed now because of the loss potentially, potentially make their path a little bit harder. And in the NCAA tournament, we know a lot about the fact that if you can play closer to home, teams are able to have their fans there more often. And so you never know where they might get placed and having to travel all over the country in these games and whatnot. So it just makes things tougher, Sam. But, you know, I think I'm, I'm pretty much in an agreement with you. You know, I think me and you chatted right after the game. We were a little bit upset about it. But a couple days go by and then you're just like, hey, you know, these things happen. You got to keep rolling with the punches and and keep the momentum going. You can't let something like this completely derail your season at this point. It's just it's crazy, AJ, because, you know, the the fan in me is sitting here for the last couple of days just honestly painfully smiling because – you wait and you anticipate the month of March and the very first day we enter the month of March, AJ, we experience that upset. We get back in the top 25. We're number 23 in the nation. We're at home on senior night and we get upset by the Vanderbilt Commodores. And I mean, when you look across the landscape of college basketball, that very first day was, was March, AJ. It it is officially the time where, you have to find a way to win. That's all that matters because you may blow a team out, AJ, just because of matchups and or what have you, but those are rarities at this point in the season. I don't care who you're playing. You can be playing anyone from the East Coast to the West Coast, and you, you have to have that mentality to just find a way to win. It's called survive and advance for a reason, AJ, and we are one short game away from that exact scenario for the Kentucky Wildcats. So, you know, look, the seeding is going to be questionable. It's definitely also going to hinder on now our performance at Arkansas. And then, you know, what we're able to rummage up in the SEC tournament, AJ. But I did want to bring up, before we get to the Arkansas matchup, AJ, I did want to bring up just the seeding for SEC tournament because I know a lot of people are wondering what is going on. There is a lot at stake, y'all. Unfortunately, the Kentucky Wildcats had the opportunity to lock up the three seed and the double bye had they won at home against Vanderbilt. Unfortunately, we know that does not come to fruition. So here's where we are. It's going to get a little tricky, so stay with me. I'm obviously focusing on the Kentucky Wildcats Locking in that three seed, AJ. So the easiest scenario for us to do so and obtain that double buy in the SEC tournament is Kentucky wins Saturday at Arkansas. If we win, AJ, we are the three seed. No matter what else transpires in the last games of the regular season in the SEC play. If Kentucky loses, we then need Missouri to win. Or no, yeah, so if Kentucky loses, AJ, and Missouri wins, and Tennessee loses, we drop down to the four seed, okay? If Kentucky loses, and Missouri wins, and Tennessee wins, we are now actually the five seed and have to play on Thursday, AJ. So I just took you, We there's the three seed, the four seed, now that's the five seed. 
if Missouri loses, Kentucky loses, and Tennessee wins, we then are the four seed as well. So if all three of us lose, Tennessee, Missouri, and Kentucky, then we find ourselves in the three seed as well. So for us to obtain the three seed or those first and last scenarios, Kentucky wins, we're good. Or if all three teams lose, Tennessee, Missouri, and Kentucky, we obtain the three seed, which is critical, y'all, because only the top three seeds get the double bye. If we drop down to a four or five seed, we will be playing on Thursday evening, which I know for a fact, AJ, a lot of Big Blue Nation did not make their reservations in Nashville for Thursday night. So let's hope that we are able to obtain the double bye to save everyone a lot of panic and a lot of money coming out of their pockets. You're absolutely right, Sam, and Kentucky will have their shot at redemption as they travel to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks on Saturday afternoon. <clears throat> at this point, it is unknown whether or not Case and Wallace will suit up in this one, but either way, the Wildcats will have no excuses in this one. They need to show up and play well. No more time to have bad games at this point in the season, as seeding in both the SEC and NCAA tournament are on the line. The degree of difficulty will be high, and this will need to be their best effort of the season if they want to walk out of Arkansas with a victory. Last meeting, Kentucky fell apart in the second half, and this time around cannot afford to have that happen. Sam, what do the Wildcats have to do to stay competitive in this one and give themselves an opportunity to upset the Razorbacks? Yeah, AJ, I mean, we got to get back to our, our identity. I mean... We've been stressing it the last couple of weeks, but it, it really is. We It's our identity. It's our foundation that we've been able to build the success off of, and we have to get back to it. When we look at the performance against the Vanderbilt Commodores, AJ, we got killed in the paint, 32-18, to 18, AJ. And that's despite Oscar Sheboy absolutely dominating the paint, AJ. But like you said, a lot of his – production came from the fact that he was just playing bully ball on the offensive glass and he was able to get putbacks. We weren't finding a lot of success of finding him in the low block and getting him the ball. And I know AJ and I have both been talking the last couple of weeks, what we've been able to do and add that wrinkle to our offense and, and stretch out Oscar Sheway has been fantastic. But when you're playing the Vanderbilt Commodores, AJ, and they are running a five guard lineup put that man on the block and get him to work. But what I'm saying here is you have to fix that, AJ. That points in the paint battle, that's where we got killed in that second half against Arkansas, AJ. We let them run wild. They were getting fast break buckets. They were getting easy layups, easy dunks. We have to limit those opportunities, AJ. Transition defense is going to be critical. We really didn't take care of the ball at all in that second half, AJ, against Arkansas. So we're going to have to take care of the basketball, especially, especially if Casey Wallace isn't our primary ball handler, AJ. That has to be objective number one is take care of the basketball. We cannot give them easy buckets in transition. Next thing is do what you've been doing for – the entirety of the year, AJ, rebound that basketball. Rebound that basketball. This Arkansas team is not a great rebounding team. 
the Wildcats are still arguably the best rebounding team in the entire country, AJ. Go to work on the glass because this is a team you can definitely do it against. Next, AJ, our defensive presence. Here's what I see. I'm going to be intrigued to see or hear what you have to say, AJ. But the Arkansas Razorbacks are not a good three-point shooting team. They find themselves outside the top 300 in three-point percentage, AJ, in the entire country. What does that tell me? Know your scouting report. Do not try to fight over screens when you do not have to. We would like to take the approach here and pack the paint, AJ. Pack the paint. Force them to try to put up shots from the perimeter and box out because we know, especially what we saw against Vandy early on, AJ, long threes can turn to long rebounds. And Oscar Sheeway proved that he can grab a board, whether it's right under the rim or maybe all the way out towards the perimeter of the three-point line, AJ. He's incredible. But it requires all five guys to box out their man when we are trying to force them to the perimeter and hawk up three-pointers, AJ. But it, it really is going to be an entire team effort defensively. It's defense and it's rebounding, AJ, and specifically try to eliminate their opportunities in the paint to get touches. They've got a couple of studs, AJ, and last time we did not have their full lineup, and they are back, AJ. They are, they are basically fully healthy. Nick Smith Jr. is back, AJ, and he is starting to put up some significant minutes and some significant numbers. I know he's already put up 20-point games, AJ, since his injury. So, look, they've got a deep lineup. They've got Ricky Council. They've got Mikhail Mitchell. They've got Anthony Black, AJ, and they've got Nick Smith Jr. So, those are their studs, if you will. But no one is a lethal, lethal three-point shooter. Trevin Bazil is that next guy for them, AJ, that can actually stretch you out to the perimeter. That is a consistent threat right under about 40% in league play. So, yeah, know your scouting report. Maybe don't come off of him when they try to feed it in. But other than that, AJ, I really do look for the Kentucky Wildcats to try to run them towards the three-point line, box out, and get out and look for easy baskets and opportunities to score in transition, AJ. I mean, we have showed that we are when we are out in transition with some of our shooters like Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick, we can really be a lethal team in those scenarios. So look for those opportunities, AJ. But it, it really does also come down to my last point is – it's what I originally said, taking care of the basketball offensively, AJ, but that also includes you've got to take smart shots. I, I don't have necessarily major concerns as our offense has been proven the last couple of weeks as you know a top 15 offense in the entire country, AJ, but now is not the time, especially with the lack of ball handling if Casey Wallace isn't in, to panic and hawk up bad shots because this Arkansas Razorbacks team will look for an opportunity to get out and run on you, AJ, and they love to score in transition. They've got a couple of high flyers and very athletic guards that can really get up and down the court. So those are my keys for the Kentucky Wildcats to go on the road. I mean, AJ, let's, let's be honest. They're coming off of back-to-back losses. They had to play Alabama. They had to play Tennessee, both on the road. They're at home. They're going to feel good to try to sweep the Kentucky Wildcats to end their season. And let's be honest, they're at 19 and 11, AJ. We're at 20 and 10. Whoever wins this game is going to either be able to 
extend their resume for March one way or another. So what are your keys to a Kentucky Wildcats road victory as we close out the regular season, AJ? Yeah, Sam. So a few things. I think um, the number one thing that I'm looking at is, you know, if Cason Wallace isn't out there, we saw the way that Vanderbilt pressured us and forced us into turnovers. Listen, the Arkansas Razorbacks and Eric Musselman has made his name at Arkansas the past five years by having teams that blitz you on defense, force turnovers, get out in transition, and use their athleticism to their advantage. So, Sam, this game has all the opportunity, especially if Cason Walls isn't out there for Arkansas. I mean, it could get ugly. Like that that's what we're talking about here, Sam. And so I think what Kentucky needs to do is number one priority, take care of the basketball. Do not turn it over. If you're gonna turn it over, throw it into the third row of the stands, okay? Throw it over the backcourt. Do something that isn't a live ball turnover where they can just scoop it up and run out and transition because at that point, it's game over. The crowd starts getting into it. They start getting easy, fast breaks, dunks, layups, lobs, stuff like that, Sam, in their in their final home game of the season. It is over if you let them get out and run like that. That is their game. That is what they have built their program on. You cannot let that happen in this game. So taking care of the basketball, finding a way to initiate your offense, find a way to take the pressure off the ball handler, Sam. And I think a really good way is to start with your defense. Lock down on defense and get rebounds. When you do that, you can then push the pace of the game and make the pace of the game what you want it to be. Kentucky's done a really good job of when they're able to, of getting the ball up the court fast. I think this is a game where you're going to want to do that almost every time you get a rebound. Push the ball up the court and look to take advantage of them in transition. Force the Razorbacks to pick guys up in transition, and if they don't, capitalize on the easy buckets. The more easy buckets you can get in this game, the better. I mean, they are going to be a premium for the Kentucky Wildcats in this game, so have to take advantage there. Sam. They have two guys down low in the Mitchell brothers. Both are elite shot blockers. We struggled with it last game too. So you need to understand when you're driving into the basket and going into those trees, you need to understand where those shot blockers are. And then Oscar Shibway, I think this is a game you're going to want to find him in the high post. This is a game where he can use his athleticism like he has against some of the bigger centers in the SEC. You've kind of seen that where they're able to pull him away from the basket. I think you'll see some more of that again and then get him down in the low post. But, Sam, our our guys, our main core guys, Jacob Toppin, Chris Livingston, Oscar Shibway, those three guys right there have to be special in order for the Kentucky Wildcats to win this game. Those guys need to step up. I mean, our depth is seriously lacking, Sam. The guys that are going to suit up and play on Saturday, 
there's only one way to play this game, and that is balls to the wall. Max effort from the time it tips off to the fi- to the time the final horn goes, Sam. Winning 50-50 balls, diving on the floor, making hustle plays. That is the sort of thing that is going to get you a win in this one. That is the only way the Kentucky Wildcats can get a win in this one. When you're not at full strength, you just have to find a way to win, especially on the road. You have to rely on your best players to play great. You're going to have to find some lucky breaks along the way. You're probably going to have to hit some tough shots. But it can happen. But the only way that can happen is with the mindset going in that you are going to give it everything you have. And if things don't start going your way, you cannot hang your head because if it doesn't start going your way and you start to hang your head, this thing could get ugly really fast, Sam. You said it. They're coming off two losses at Alabama, at Tennessee. They were able to make a a really nice comeback in the Alabama game, but Alabama controlled that for the majority of the game. They struggled at Tennessee the other night, really got dominated from start to finish. So you know these guys are going to be fired up in front of their home crowd to come in and try to get a victory. So I think that's what the Kentucky Wildcats need to focus on, Sam, is being being able to get stops on defense. And when when we talk about getting stops on defense, Sam, you said it. They're not a great three-point shooting team. You gotta you gotta you gotta live with them taking some of those shots. The one thing you can't live with is letting them attack the basket, Sam. When we look back at the Vanderbilt game, Tyron Lawrence absolutely killed us. That guy took us off the dribble all night long, and especially in the second half. When they needed a bucket, they gave it to him, and he broke us down off the dribble and got to the basket. That is what Arkansas likes to do with their guards. They like to be able to break you down off the dribble, get to the basket, and and they rely on getting to the foul line as well, Sam. We do not have the luxury of fouling them. You, you, I've said it for five games in a row. Defend without fouling, Sam. I think this game, there's no question, you cannot foul in this game. Cannot foul. Cannot afford for guys to be off the court. It's just, it's not going to work, Sam. So like I said, it starts with the defense there and getting stops. And like you said, knowing your scouting report, ending possessions and getting rebounds and trying to push the pace when you can to get easy buckets. And then on offense, we're just going to need some guys to really step up. And that those are our big-time guys. You're going to need Toppin to play well. You're going to need Oscar Shebway to play well. You're going to need Chris Livingston to play well. And then we're going to have to have some other guys off the bench step up. I mean, guys are going to have to come in there and make plays at times when we need it, Sam. And I think at the end of the day, win, lose, draw, whatever. doesn't matter how much you lose by, how much you win by in this one. The only thing that cannot happen is we cannot go down there and do what Auburn did when they came to Kentucky and just quit can't in the second half. Yeah, that is the one thing that cannot happen, Sam, and we've done enough. I said it. We've done enough to get into the tournament. At this point right now, this game on Saturday is all about the Kentucky Wildcats saying, you may knock us down, but we're going to get right back up and we're coming right back at you. And if you lay down in this game, it's done. The season is it's done. You cannot... 
You cannot lay down in this game, regardless of the score. The energy cannot go down. You can't roll over. I don't think that that's even no. an issue, AJ. No, I, I, I don't even I think don't. It's, it's, it's worth even going further because th- this Kentucky team is an entirely different team than what we saw a few months ago. I don't think we have that energy issue. I don't think we have that lack of concentration anymore. I mean, again, we're, we're going back to that second half of the first matchup between Kentucky and Arkansas. And that's when we really, you know, you, you saw the lack of attention, you saw the lack of motivation there, but I, I don't think that's necessarily a concern. I mean, you're totally right. We got to have certain guys step up. I mean, another name is Antonio Reeves. He's got to, he's got to come out there and, and knock down some shots for us. I mean, it's going to be critical that he's kind of the, the ball dominant handler there, AJ. So hopefully he can have a better night. But I mean, when we look back, this is an entirely different Arkansas team, and this is an entirely different Kentucky Wildcats team from that first matchup. I mean, last time, AJ, we let Arkansas shoot over 62% from the field. I mean, 45% from three. So we let them have their way. This is exactly what you said. This is about bearing down and just fighting like all heck and like your season depends on it. I know it doesn't. But your backs are against the wall right now. You would like to not end the season on a two-game skid, AJ, going into the SEC tournament. And again, this does have a lot of weight. If you win this game, AJ, you lock the three seed and you get the double bye in the SEC tournament. I mean, that that is a very critical piece to the Kentucky Wildcats' success come the end of the season, AJ, and heading into March. So, um, you know, I totally agree with you. It's it's a game that could get out of hand, but I just don't see the Kentucky Wildcats rolling over. I don't see John Calipari not having his team ready to roll. We know that we're going to be short-manned. Is it going to be an extremely difficult scenario to find a way to win? Yeah, but I also don't have any reason to believe we can't do it, AJ. I've seen all of these guys step up at any given moment throughout the season I still love, like, when you bring up those names, AJ, when you say Antonio Reeves and Chris Livingston and Jacob Toppin and Oscar Shibway, and I don't have an issue with any of that to find a way to win against Arkansas on the road, AJ. And, and hopefully we get a good bill of health for CJ to play some extended minutes. Obviously, he's going to be critical here. And, and like you said, anyone that comes off the bench, we're going to desperately need you cannot get into foul trouble. I'm super glad that you brought that up. Cannot get into foul trouble. I mean, Antonio Reeves picking up two quick ones, AJ, again against Vanderbilt, that cannot happen because that was detrimental to the type of first half that we had. Can't happen. Cannot happen. We, yeah. The, the foul trouble is just one thing that it's, it, it's just, when you're shorthanded, it's impossible if you start getting in foul trouble. It really is. So Yeah. So, Play physical, play hard, but just be smart. No, no, when not to foul, AJ. But I'm glad you brought that up. But do you have anything else? Otherwise, I had one last topic I wanted to bring up and get your get your opinion on. Well, the only thing I'll say is, you know, you're clearly going to be the underdog in this game, and so just go out there and play like you got nothing to lose, and and you know, take your swings. Try to knock them out, and, and if you don't, you don't, but you got to at least try it, so that's yeah, it. absolutely. Five-point five underdogs as far as I've seen so far, AJ, by no means is that astronomically out of reach. I mean, I, I'd be happy to take the Kentucky out, the Kentucky Wildcats outright, AJ, so 
no issue with that. That's that's pretty standard given the the lack of depth that the, the Kentucky Wildcats have, and obviously the you know the big question mark around Kaysen Wallace. So let's hope that we make the right decision. If he is ready to go, then let him go. But um, you know, in my honest opinion, y'all, if, if he's questionable. I think we've got way too much at stake down the stretch here to be worrying about this game. So we'll see. But along those lines, AJ, this is what I wanted to bring up to you because it it, it feels like the Kentucky Wildcats for years now have been injury plagued come March, especially come the end of the season, AJ. So I, I did want to bring this up to you and just get your honest opinion because Look, we, we are diehard fans. We've been there for every single season. And when Kaysen went down the other night, AJ, and now we get the update of, okay, you know, it's not that bad, right? I have heard that before. I, and I, I wanted to go back and think through some of the names that I have heard that. Not to be negative, not to be negative at all, but I just want your opinion. When I, when I go back, AJ, and these exact scenarios, end of the season, someone goes down, and we're waiting the, the health update from John Calipari and his staff, we've got names like Nerlens Noel, AJ. We've got Willie Cauley-Stein, Alex Poitras towards the end of the season. you got P.J. Washington right before the SEC tournament. You've got Ty Ty Washington, AJ, goes down. We think it's nothing. It, it ends up being a lot more than what we thought. We've got Kellen Grady, who goes down for an extended period last year, AJ. And then you've got Severe Wheeler this year, where, you know, he AJ, he's been out over a month now. So, so clearly a lot more going on with his ankle injury than maybe what was led on. I totally understand the importance of keeping a lot of that confidential because there's no reason to let your opponents know your bill of health aj it's not the nfl you do not have to report the same injuries that you do there in college basketball so the reason i'm bringing this up is i just want your honest opinion is this another name that needs to go on that list or do you truly think that case wallace will be fine and he will be our anchor come the sec tournament in March Madness. Yeah, I think I think that's interesting, and that's a that's a fair question to ask Sam. I mean, you know, ultimately, I think that Kentucky's gotten a little unfortunate with some of the bad breaks they've had as a as a program with untimely injuries over the years. Um, and one thing I'll say is, I mean, I think it's, there's no secret that this. I'll just say John Calipari, I mean, in the medical staff, I think there's no question that they are always going to side on the air of caution or air on the side of caution. I'm sorry. Get my words confused sometimes, but, um, you know, they're looking out for the best interests of their players and they know that a lot of them have careers that are going to continue once they leave the university of Kentucky and, um, they're always going to do what's right for that person and not try to push them back and then have them hurt themselves even more in the process. So I think that's been established over the years and which is why you get a little of the, you know, murky situations where you may not know all of the information on what's going on. And then it seems as if guys are being held out way longer than what was initially anticipated. Right. In the case of case and Wallace, I think that 
he will be fine, Sam. I mean, to me, it was a pretty bad rolled ankle. I don't think it's something that's going to keep him out for the, the, the remainder of the season. I think the one thing you have to decide as a team is how important is this game at Arkansas and getting the double bye. Like, would you rather have that rest up front or would you rather just sit him now against Arkansas and give it your best shot and see if you can come away with a victory? And if you don't, maybe it breaks your way and you still get the double bye and you want that time. Or is this something where like, hey, yeah, maybe he's sore. We play him on Saturday. We get the double bye. And then that gives us more time on the back end to have him rest. Or is it just rest him now? Don't play him. Give him till the SEC tournament, regardless of when the game is, and then let's get him back in there. Because I would tend to think, Sam, that the one thing I don't want is for his next game to be our round one NCAA tournament game. Heck no. That is exactly what I don't want, because that's asking a lot of somebody who now hasn't played in a couple of weeks to come in in a high leverage situation and play as well as we need him to play when he's just trying to knock the rust off potentially. And this kid's a freshman. So, you know, this isn't like Kevin Durant who takes him, you know, gets hurt for a month and comes back (laughs) and then scores 27 points and looks like he never left the court. Like, you know, this is a 17, 18 year old college freshman that we're talking about. So Sam, I think, Regardless of of what the importance is for this team and and where they see things, the number one priority is making sure that, A, he's healthy for the NCAA tournament, and then B, trying to get him out there and playing in at least one game so his body is ready to go for the NCAA tournament and the potential high minutes that we are going to ask him to play in those games. Yeah. I mean, most likely he's going to be averaging 36 plus minutes, if not 39 minutes a night, AJ going down the stretch of the year. But no, I I totally agree with you. I I appreciate your, your perspective there. I mean, if you want my two cents, I'm going to give it to you, whether you want it or not y'all. But uh, honestly, I, I just think that, Kaysom Wallace is is a different breed, AJ. And he, as everyone always talks about, has that dog in him. I really know that he is just, he is. He's built different. He's got that competitive spirit and nature inside of him, AJ. And he would play and has played, AJ, to his credit, through any injury, if it meant that his team could get that W, AJ, uh, on any game, on any given night. He, he just wants to be out there for his brothers and compete at the highest level, and especially, AJ, as without a doubt in my mind, a lottery pick coming. You definitely have to be cautious, AJ, and that's what John Calipari always does. He, he takes care of his players, make sure that they are not put in a position to get hurt worse. However, at the same time, I know what's running through his mind, AJ. I've been in those scenarios. I I, I didn't play D1 college basketball, but competitively playing sports, AJ, I've been in those shoes. I've been hurt. And you want nothing more than to get back. And especially at this biggest stage of college basketball, he is going to be desperately fighting to get back and put his game on display for the entire country to see. So I have no doubt that he is coming back, AJ, that he is going to be fine. I do not think this is something they are downplaying. 
I think he actually caught a break and didn't roll his ankle nearly as bad as what we originally presumed, AJ. So I think we're going to be all right. Maybe this game is the one that he sits out. But again, that, that's a question for how well is he feeling and how important is this game to the Kentucky Wildcats? I mean, are you okay with leaving your SEC tournament hopes in the hands of a couple of other teams? I don't think that's necessarily what this team will do. I think that if Cason Wallace is good to go, he will play. I just don't know if he will necessarily start AJ. So we'll see. We will keep you guys updated leading up to the game all morning. Obviously, make sure that you guys are following us on Twitter because we will try to get you the news as soon as possible. As soon as I know, y'all will know. But regardless, AJ, I'm amped up for the Kentucky yeah. Wildcats to try to get revenge. Absolutely. Avoid the season sweep yeah. against an Arkansas Razorback team that I have grown to really hate. Yeah, Sam, you know, I uh <laughs> it's kind of funny. I told that story back after we lost to South Carolina and one of the one of the the, the moments of that season was when we went to Fayetteville and they beat us on a on a offensive rebound uh yep. dunk at the buzzer and so you know maybe maybe that's that's a little extra motivation in in the loss earlier this season and really trying to um you know surprise a lot of people if they can go down there and get a win but uh you know it's a, it's a beautiful day tomorrow to have a day if you're the Kentucky Wildcats and and kind of shock the world so to speak and come out with a victory and and really cement themselves as you know like you said Sam top three seed going into the SEC tournament with that double bye, and who knows where they're sitting when the SEC tournament's all said and done and we reach selection Sunday. That's all we got for you tonight, Sam. Appreciate your time. Appreciate everybody listening. We'll be tuned in tomorrow, 2 o'clock, for the Kentucky Wildcats and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Thank you again, Sam, and have a good night. And go Cats. See y'all. There's only one thing left to say. Oh, C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats.